Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Backward Star Galactica. I'm Jesse. That's Fat Wabu. We're watching Battlestar Galactica, but in the reverse chronological order. <coughs> God, I had to cough so bad. <laughs> it was actually kind of going good. It was going. It did go good. I finished. Well, I mean, but then you revealed to all the listeners that your body is imperfect. Well, and it's the first time anyone had any evidence of my body being imperfect. Correct. So you are in a sort of a rarefied moment here. Doesn't often happen that somebody points out a single flaw in this temple. I mean, have you heard me cough on this podcast? This is season two, episode four, episode title, Resistance. Should have been called Pyramid and Other Things. <laughs> so do you want to just jump right into that? Should we... I can't keep it in any longer. I'm bursting to tell We it. should lead with it. Ladies and germs, we saw them play Pyramid in this episode. The most, the most on-screen Pyramid we've seen for sure i'm not kidding when i say this is the most satisfied feeling i've had the entire time we have been doing this because mm-hmm. we didn't get to see eye patch get his eyes scooped out correct what else was there to look forward to it was this and it doesn't make any more sense to me <laughs> than it did originally yeah so it's interesting because it does not make sense for a lot of reasons and we might as well just start in top of this episode with some pyramid chat but Starbuck, this is the episode where Starbuck and, and um, of Tublord meet. This is, it seems as if it's could be Tublord's first episode. Yeah, that opens up a whole new can of questions for me. But we basically get to see the two of them play Pyramid. Starbuck challenges him. She reveals that she used, she almost played Pyramid, but went down with an injury. Almost played pro Pyramid. Important to note there. Like she, it's a co, must be a co-ed pro Oh, league. yeah. These are co-ed teams. Yeah, which is tight. Because, yeah, she sees uh, Tublord with all his other team members and they're, and they're men and women. So. Yeah, wait, can we give the, at least that context that Hilo and Starbuck are wandering around the planet and then they take fire and then they get held up and it turns out that it's not just uh, Tublord. It is the entire, like, it seems like the entire starting lineup of the uh, Caprica Bucks. Is that what it was? No, no, the C, remember they have, there's the C Bucks. They're yeah, but I think the C is for sports. Caprica. I don't think it's C like S-E-A. I think it's C as in... Oh, you must mu- no. Yeah. Really? yeah, 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 yeah. Because uh, to be honest, I've I've been watching them with the subtitles on. It it even it even did it with C. Oh, you're cheating. Yeah, sorry. Fucking cheater, dude. Deflategate. Tom Brady on this podcast. First of all, I don't super understand why it's cheating, but also, um, <laughs> it helps keep me awake. Uh, if I have something to read. <laughs> More like Tom Baby. <laughs> Got me. <laughs> I'm the baby. <laughs> Tom Baby is just a tiny little baby in his full-sized Patriots jersey. Yeah, and shoulder pads and helmet also. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Classic Tom Baby. Yeah. New character, Tom Baby. <laughs> yeah, no. that one's a keeper for sure. So uh, they... Yeah, basically they're talking and they're, they, like, they're pointing guns at each other and... They eventually reveal that Tublord and his gang of goons are, in fact, the Caprica Bucks. Mm-hmm. So that's co-ed. They, they talk about something called a foul break. That's a thing in in, uh, in Pyramid. Yeah. But at the end of the episode, Starbuck challenges him to a game of Pyramid. Looks like she's better than him, honestly. Yeah, so, so let's – hold on. I want to even I'll take I'll throw it. over my leaderboard right now because that yeah. was – she gets leaderboard for being better than a professional uh, Pyramid player. A professional robot pyramid player yeah. <laughs> i do need to emphasize right. that he is a robot and 100%. she says that the reason she doesn't go pro is because she had a bum knee so she is a bum knee and he's a professional athlete and he is a robot <laughs> and she does seem to work 
him hard. Like, not, it should have been. Which it doesn't seem like he's bad because he's known, and we ha- see him in a post-game interview. He's good enough to get post-game <laughs> interviewed and talk about the fucking, how much he loves math. He loves the math of it all. We really got to go back and watch that scene. I tried to to understand the rules of Pyramid. This was almost like watching fucking True American from New Girl. Just like, it didn't make any sense what they were doing to me. Just lots of quick cuts of them doing <laughs> stuff. Yeah, so it had. The way it seems to work is it's in a pyramid shape, okay? Uh, there's like a pyramidish court drawn on the the floor. It's much smaller than any professional court, and it is in fact regulation because Starbucks says yes something about this being a regulation pyramid court, which is hilarious because it's fucking decrepit as hell. Yeah, I also can't imagine more than one on one games there. Like no, they, like they <laughs> yeah, they have like a full people. team, a whole a full squad. I can't imagine like four on four <laughs> even in this little ass two on two. I could see, uh. That said, I bet two-on-two pyramid would be fun as fuck. Yeah, if we could fucking figure yeah. it out. So there's there's moments where there's, like, in the center of this big pyramid, there's another tiny little triangle drawn. And it seems like you have to start by holding the ball in that... They're always on all fours. <laughs> Except for when they're running and tackling. Each of their... It's, like, on the outside of this big pyramid shape, there are little, basically, like, flats... Uh, some of them have holes in them to throw the ball into. Others don't have them, so you could bounce them off to yourself. Mm-hmm. Boy, I didn't understand. That's it. That's all I got. Well, okay. So some things are obvious to me. You, you, you There's a small ball. It's like uh, bigger than a softball, but but it's like a Nerf volleyball or something. Yeah, it's like it's 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 small enough that it's easy. Anyone could kind of palm it, but it's not. Uh-huh. But it's not so small that it's like a baseball. You want to, yeah, and you have to throw it into the little baskets. There's baskets around, which are not baskets like basketball, but they're like a circle, and then it's a hollow space behind it for the ball. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're and they're mounted uh, differently than a basketball, like a basketball. So you're throwing them at a ninety, like to at a ninety degree. Yeah, angle. it's like a, it's like if you've ever seen the like. Um, sometimes arcades will have like a like a football toss game where you throw yeah. a football through circles. Basically a carnival game. Yeah, it's a carnival game. Yeah, it's a fucking carnival <laughs> game. But in the middle of that carnival game, you're also like that was what fucked me up. It is, seems like it's full contact. There's a lot it's full contact and there's a lot of you have to touch the ground and it seems like when you're touching the ground you're safe. Like cuz she'll She'll Starbuck at various points will like have the ball touching the ground and she's on all fours and he's like waiting for her. So it's almost uh-huh. like it's like um the safe zone in a game of tag, you know? Right. There it seems like you might have to touch the ball to that center before you can make a play because I've there were moments where Starbuck grabbed it and then put it back in the center and Yes. Yeah, like like clearing it in like clearing it in half court basketball. Like how you have to right. Yeah. I don't think we don't understand Pyramid. I think we understand Pyramid very well. (laughs) Okay, I'll see you on the court, bro. Do you think we should film our own Pyramid game? I think that if we ever did a live episode, it would just have to be in a park, and it would just have to be a pickup game of Pyramid. (laughs) Classic pickup game. I don't know how we would mic that. People are going to be walking by, oh, yo, you guys playing some some mid? Yeah. Well, at Prospect Park, every single weekend there are people playing Quidditch, so it's not that weird. (laughs) that's true yeah so that was that was incredibly exciting and again i cannot emphasize enough starbuck beats the shit out of him it seems like we only get one shot that's amazing like it's from like it seems like halfway across the whole court yeah not that the court's particularly big but she does but the hole is particularly small yeah it's like barely bigger than the ball like you have to be pinpoint accurate it's probably it's probably similar ratio to like a basketball and a basketball hoop um right 
which is is very it's that's a very challenging thing to do and she does it from far away and she does it like over him kind of like she <laughs> yes. reaches over his punk ass he sucks so he sucks hard at defense idiot tub lord so that i'll just get into my goober of the week it's tub lord for, uh, <laughs> for being a professional pyramid player and losing to somebody with a bad knee who is not a professional and not a robot yeah not a robot has got to be the biggest piece i mean of maybe there. that's why they call her the harbinger of death though bro oh dude that's her name on, harbinger the death on the court fucking step to her so that's my uh my leaderboard my goonie uh my goober for shit list, um, first of all, all of the dialogue in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, it was horrible. And then my main shit list is Eyepatch, mm-hmm. um, who's playing it like he's playing this episode like he's a bad cop out of a movie. Like a in the beginning, he's like interrogating Galen uh, because this is it seems like the episode right after Boomer has shot Adama. Yeah. By the way, Boomer and Galen, not a thing. Not Boomer and... Not Sharon and Boomer. No, not Sharon. What did I say? This is a riddle. Sharon and Galen is a thing. No, not the thing. Because Boomer. Because this is Boomer, and Boomer dies in this episode. They call her Sharon a lot, dude. I don't think that's... Oh, I thought they called her Boomer a lot. I don't... I. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. Oh, boy. Well, maybe some people don't know. I definitely heard them call her Boomer also. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe people don't even know. If the characters don't know which one is which, how am I supposed to know which one is which? I don't know, man. And to emphasize again, this is referring to the fact that she's a robot and nothing else. So just to be clear. <laughs> and so anyways, he's he's interrogating Galen eye patches in the beginning. And he's got like he's got like one foot up on the stool, uh, like just shouting at him. He's drinking in the middle of an interrogation. He mm-hmm. backhands him at one point. Mm-hmm. He immediately litters after he leaves the room. He throws the flask that he had on the ground <laughs> he has like a weird gropey makeout section uh session with ellen it, I, he was out of bounds in this episode did you have a leaderboard oh i guess starbuck it was for, starbuck for oh and i sort and i sort of want to give gaius a leaderboard and it's a bummer uh he kind of he's got a pretty good dastardly pretty well executed move in this which like i had to you know game respect game on that one mm-hmm. he he basically like what does he poison Galen? What does he do to him? Yeah, he yeah he's like I'm gonna just take a little blood test, and then he poisons him, and it's just like it's like fucking saw. Yeah, he, he, where he's like his organs are stopping. Tell me the truth, Sharon. He definitely calls her Sharon, just so you know. He basically does that, and then makes uh, Sharon slash Boomer tell him how many other Cylons are left. Is that what that number was? Yeah. Uh, and then as soon as because uh, he's like he's gonna die if you don't. He's gonna die if you don't. And then he does at the last minute, like administer the little uh, antidote. So like worked out. He nailed it. That was a that was a ten out of ten plan for Gaius. Yeah, that's fair. I'll give it to him. I'm gonna go the other way. Give for a different for, that. for a different no for a different doctor, and that I think this is the second week in a row. I'm giving shitty doctor uh, leaderboard. Oh, nice. Because I uh, forgot about him in this episode. Because he just he basically does one thing, and he it's he fucking sasses up shitty eye patch who i'm obviously also putting on shit list where he like basically a whole thing that we didn't mention when we were talking about uh pyramid for 15 minutes is that there is a part of this episode where the supply ships refuse to give galactica stuff and ellen gets in eye patch's ear and easily persuades him to like kind of take military action against them and they go in and uh open fire and kill four civilians and and (laughs) 
<laughs> that can't be the thing that they, Lucy Lawless is making the documentary about, right? Because that seemed bigger. I don't know. I kind of forgot about that, but it very well we could be. We also never saw that. Right. But but I thought they talked about, like, they said it was like a, maybe it was that. Maybe it could have been that. it all happened under under Patch's command. Yeah. I bet it actually was that. It probably was. Good call, man. Hey, good for you. Oh, look at me. That's a good one. I'm but out of here. I'm on break. He he does he does this, and then he's like, to Shitty Doctor, he's like, geez, four civilian deaths. And sh- Shitty Doctor um, says, what did you expect, genius? <laughs> Which, like, <laughs> yeah, got him. Uh, and then to piggyback off of that scene, uh, the guy in charge is, I think, a new character, this guy Paladino. Ooh, that, the youngish guy? Yeah. He's the one that gets thrown out of airlock. We've seen this. Oh, right, right, right. So Paladino, uh, <laughs> Ipatch is like, how'd you let this happen? And he's like, I didn't give them orders. We got overwhelmed. And he's like, were they armed? And Paladino's like, no, but you had to be there. There was yelling and screaming. Uh, <laughs> that's it, huh? Just yelling and screaming, and then you killed a bunch of civilians. So I'm gonna add a add a shit list, add an element to to Eyepatch's shit list, which is that um, when Lee and the president are escaping in order to form the resistance, which is like this story arc that we've been watching now for like three or four episodes, um, and it's kind of it seems like we're about to get the very beginning of it in this episode and whatever next one we watch, uh, they order, they take some like fake warning shots at their ship to try and scare them. Yeah. Who's in charge of that? None other than the ugly little hot dog boy, ugly little hot dog boy who we once saw literally almost miss a rock <laughs> with his gun. <laughs> and they were like, just f- fire a couple over the top of their ship. See if they do anything. And he's like, yeah, you got it. Boy, you picked the wrong one. You pick the dipshit that can't hit rocks. You hear the horns coming out of the air. Ah! I do. <laughs> They're scaring me. <laughs> Didn't mean to scare you. I'm still working through my fear. Sorry. This week's episode is brought to you by, and I, I, I really think we haven't done it, even though it seems so obvious. Krispy Kreme. Mm-hmm. I had Krispy Kreme uh, today and yesterday. <laughs> and to be clear, it was the same. No, nope, you're a fat so back. you don't get to not go back clarify more, anything. I have been treating myself to a couple of Krispy Kremeities, and it's just besides the fact that it's so much better than like every other donut chain. Uh, the only other national donut chain is Dunkin' D, and that place is horrible. But, like, even local shops, even donuts that were are pretty good and just fine. Like, Krispy Kreme shits all over all of them in nearly every single donut. It's, it's really impressive. But besides all that, a hot, steamy, sticky Krispy Kreme right off the goddamn uh, conveyor belt. Oh. We didn't. We haven't done Krispy Kreme individually, but we have talked about this. When I think one week our sponsor was like uh, hot out of the, things fresh out oh, of the oven. Yeah, maybe. that's right. Um, <laughs> but no, but that's it's fine. I'll take any opportunity to talk about Krispy Kreme. Something I've been thinking about uh, Krispy Kreme because you've been texting me about it, and I live in a place where there isn't one. Um, well, there's there's one. <laughs> yeah, I've I've written extensively about the one that's here in New York City, which is in Penn Station. Uh, you have to literally travel to hell 
<laughs> in order to get these tasty treats. The thing about Krispy Kreme, and and I, we can have a little discussion about this uh, either right now or off the air. Very rarely does a chain do something the best, like like top tier that mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like like uh, like In and Out might be close with burgers, but but even then, I feel like going to a a, a like you know your favorite hamburger stand is mm, it's a little bit better than In and Out. Krispy right. Kreme to me. Like you said, is mom and pop donut. shops, chains, like artisanal, like take your voodoo donuts in Portland and take your fucking oh dough God. donuts in Brooklyn and shove them up your ass. Nothing Agreed. beats Krispy Kreme. I don't love the fucking $5 donut world. None of them are that good. There was a plate. There was like a restaurant that used to be in LA um, called the Church Key. They closed, but they had like a really great, like amazing donuts on their dessert menu. But that's, they weren't. Like the same, you know what I mean? Right. They're like a a restaurant, like chefy version of donuts. Yeah, I I Krispy Kreme's best flavor is the most boring donut. Isn't that's that what's nuts? wild? That's they what's wild. They took the glazed donut, who no one gives a single fuck about, and made it into one of the tastiest treats in the history of the world. I would I would say that I I will almost never order a glazed donut unless I'm at Krispy Kreme, in which in case I am exclusively ordering glazed donuts, which is wild to me. Absolutely. I've recently taken a little trip down the menu at Krispy Kreme because I've kind of been hanging around glazed and chocolate glazed, maybe maple glazed for, I don't know, every time I've ever been to Krispy Kreme in my mm-hmm. life. Because mm-hmm. why would you go get anything besides those? But I've, I've been exploring the Krispy Kreme lineup, and there are some good surprises in there. Step one incredible apple fritter mm-hmm. step two they're fucking something that i usually hate are the are the cream filled donuts mm. have you actually had one of Krispy Kreme's chocolate uh yeah. cream filled ones yep 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 it's like a fucking hostess man yeah the cream in the middle is like hostess cream not shitty weird custard cream yeah man oh my god <laughs> <laughs> yes brother yes Preach. So they also just managed to one-up Hostess cupcakes. They're so good, and I get that's one where I get why it's not. I mean, if you've been into almost any Krispy Kreme, you can see why that's maybe not a national chain. Whereas like Dunkin' is kind of going national. Is that they got a whole fucking Rube Goldberg in the back pumping them donies <laughs> out? I mean, that's well, yeah. a big Krispy unit. Are huge. Yeah, it's a big fucking unit they got back there. Duncan, who knows where those shits I'm coming from? I mean, not that we're comparing the two, but, like, I'm comparing them. because I'm comparing the two. I'm literally comparing the two right now for something I have to write for the internet. Yeah. But I can, compare can the two because... Can you imagine if Krispy Kreme dips their toes in the f- breakfast food game? Because Duncan's got all those breakfast sandwiches. Which also are not good, by the way. I, I've I, never had I one. eat them pretty regularly because I live in a dumb fucking neighborhood where none of the bodegas are open when I'm going to work. <laughs> <laughs> Because I go to work so goddamn early, so at like 6.30, when I'm walking around the block, every coffee shop and (laughs) bodega is closed, and the only thing open is the fucking purple-orange hellscape of goddamn Duncan. Oh, that's the biggest got yeah I've ever heard in my life. It's, yeah, it's really upsetting. Um, (laughs) Like, that's what your whole purpose is, dudes. I hate, this is a whole different thing, hipster coffee shops, good job opening at nine, dickheads. Thanks a lot. Honestly, thank you so much for opening at 9 a.m. when everyone's already at work. 
Looks like a, like a fart kid's uh, worries. Yeah, man. Fuck that. I'm sorry for taking up sweet Duncan or uh, sweet crispy time. Fart kids, fuck yous. Yeah, fart kids, fuck yous. These hipster <laughs> coffee shops that open for people who don't have jobs. Some of us have to get to work, and we want coffee before that. And it's like a $7 coffee that takes 10 minutes oh to make. Oh, my God. Or or it's a $4, yeah, $4 coffee fuck. that... You. It's just drip out of a machine that looks like you would get it at a fucking Holiday Inn Express out in the lobby. This is a real story. One time I got a drip, I got one drip coffee, <laughs> and then I went next door to a sandwich shop to order a sandwich, and I got another sandwich for my friend, so I ordered two sandwiches, and they made them, and I got them, and those were done before my one drip coffee. Unreal. Can I tell you, speaking <laughs> of coffee and back to the topic, do you know that something that, uh, that several Duncan heads... Is what we call them out here, the dunkheads, the dunkets. Yeah, dunk holes. God, people on the East Coast, especially like East Coast natives. We call them dunkies. Yeah, the the dunkies out here, the dunkies and flunkies are <laughs> wild as shit. And they're always trying to like talk about how good dunk it is, which is, is nonsense to me. But no, people, I know we, we got some dunkies out here too. Which is nuts. But here's the thing. A lot of them say, oh, Dunkin's better than Krispy Kreme. Because Krispy Kreme doesn't even have coffee. So, someone, someone somewhere told one, probably schmuck from <clears throat> Massachusetts, that Krispy Kreme just didn't sell coffee. And everyone believed, like, I was in a room First full of, all, of people. That's not correct. Right. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. I was like, why don't you, have you ever looked it up? Because go ahead and look it up. They have a lot of different coffees. They, I mean, they probably don't have <laughs> the, the fucking kooky spectrum that Duncan has, but literally yesterday, the Krispy Kreme I went to, not only do they have coffee, they were a, like a dual Krispy Kreme coffee bean. Yes. Situation, like, which is my favorite out. coffee chain. So they but had the, everything I wanted, but there was a weird rumor. Of, I don't know if it's a rumor, a belief that people are like, yeah, but they don't even sell coffee. Who oh, got a bunch of fucking Krispy Kreme truthers, huh? <laughs> Who's making a donut shop and was like, we don't need coffee, only chocolate milk. Nothing else. In and out put hot cocoa on the menu. You don't think Krispy Kreme would get a goddamn cup of coffee? I'm so mad. Who are these cream truthers out there? Just f f morons and the woman I date and live with and love. Oh, she's a donkey, huh? Oh, she's a big donkey. I mean, she's a New Englander, and her whole family's oh a bunch of donkeys. They fucking love it. They. So I had a cup of regular coffee there once, hot, and it was like, okay, that was fine. Didn't didn't do anything for me. And then everyone's like, no, 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 you gotta get the iced coffee. And I was like. Uh, that sounds dumb as fuck to me because it's just coffee, same coffee Which, and ice, yep, but yep. that's usually what I prefer. So I was like, fine, I'll get iced coffee. I love iced coffee. It's worse. Uh, it's so undrinkably sweet. Yep. I wanted to die. And then I said, hey, man, can I get none, like, an, like an unsweetened iced coffee? And he said, no. <laughs> I wanted to burn the place down. They have a thing where they have like flavored coffees and it's not like a... Not like a, oh, I'll have a hazelnut latte or like a pump of vanilla. It's like blueberry coffee. Ew. Yeah. Rot <laughs> in hell. Who the fuck would drink that? Rot in hell. And they Blueberry coffee sounds like a fucking trip to the underworld. It sounds, honestly, I, if I were to guess, I would bet $10,000 it tasted like dirt. Like blueberries kind of <laughs> yeah. taste like dirt and coffee is basically dirt. You just made dirt pie, baby. Fruits. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, what a horrible 
Yeah, Duncan kind of does have that big blueberry boner, though, because they have that blueberry glaze. Oh, yeah, they <laughs> they fuck with bloobs hard at Duncan. Yeah, big bloob heads. There's a brewery I really like that's in, on the East Coast called Harpoon that makes a lot of really great beers, and they make a Duncan stout, and it's infuriating. It's obviously Ooh. so, so bad. we got to get out of here. Hold on, let me, I think... Thanks, Krispy Kreme. You are wonderful and delightful and perfect, and I love you, and I miss you, and please call me back. Oh, speaking of calling you back... Hold on. Okay. What is this? What is this? Oh, shit. Uh, shit. Hold on, Wilder. Pause the podcast. Hold on. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Hello? Yes, this is him. Good thing I didn't pause the podcast. Are you kidding though. me? You're kidding me. <laughs> You're not kidding me? Are they not kidding? Okay. You're not kidding. All right. If you're not kidding, then we'll get to it. Click. I hung up. Wilder. <laughs> We got ourselves a fucking WikiPeaks, baby. WikiPeaks, WikiPeaks, come take a look at our WikiPeaks. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's the appropriate response. Uh, why don't you open up your web browser? All right, let me hello, ask Jeeves.com. And what shall go, I ask Jeeves? You should ask him about the Wikipedia page for a little thing called Paris Syndrome. Paris? Are you saying Paris like the place? Paris the city. And it, it is it is the city. Paris Syndrome. And as you do that, I will read to you. Uh, what Paris syndrome is. Paris syndrome is a condition exhibited by some individuals when visiting or going on vacation to Paris as a result of extreme shock at discovering that Paris is different from their expectations. <laughs> no. This whole thing is just a di- like a disorder where people get into fits and there's actual symptoms. Oh. Where they go to Paris and realize that Paris kind of (laughs) sucks. Extreme shock at discovering that Paris is different from their expectations. Unbelievable. The syndrome is characterized by a number of psychiatric symptoms such as acute delusional states, hallucinations, (laughs) feelings of persecution, (laughs) Ah, derealization. Depersonalization, anxiety, and also psychosomatic oh manifestations such as dizziness, tachycardia. Oh, I don't know how to spell that word. Say that word. Sweating and others such as vomiting. Imagine, oh imagine. God. You step outside of Disney Paris and you're looking at the Eiffel Tower. I assume the two are within the same block, and yeah. you just go, "God, this is not what." And then you throw up. <laughs> you just throw up all over your kids and your wife. And then a doctor comes over. He's like, "Yep." He's got Paris syndrome. That's how doctors <laughs> in France talk. It is particularly noted among Japanese travelers. <laughs> no. They, no. Get off, they get off the plane and they spend like four hours there. And they're like, what the fuck? And they just start to sweat. Wouldn't it be funny if that's not true, but that's just like the most... Uh, the easiest way to get racism into Wikipedia, like if you you couldn't, just be like, you couldn't be like fuck Japanese people, you'd have to write it like a real sentence. Well, the first person, if you look at the history section, the first person to ever diagnose the condition was oh. Professor uh, Hiroki Ota, a Japanese psychiatrist working in France um, in 1986. So this goes back. This isn't like a new like millennial like I'm disappointed. It's the 80s. People got there and were just like, what the fuck? This fucking sucks. So when Professor Ota in 1986 discovered this condition, they said to him, Professor Ota, what will we call this condition? And he said, (laughs) Paris Syndrome. (laughs) 
He theorized that the excitement resulting from visiting Paris causes the heart to accelerate, causing giddiness and shortness of breath, which results in hallucinations in the manner similar to Stendhal syndrome, which Jesus is a different Christ. thing. Have you been to Paris? No. So I have, and I, uh, I'm not going to be like, it sucks, but I don't get it. I don't get the the Francophile absolute fascination and obsession with Paris. Right. So perhaps I had Paris syndrome. Well, did you throw up or like convulse or have hallucinations? That makes sense now. That's why I did all that stuff. You, that's Yeah, why it felt like you were on uh, Molly and instead it was just Paris syndrome. Yeah, I was just wandering around the square. And everyone was, like, speaking French. That was obviously uh, a delusion. <laughs> There's, okay. The last, I really like the last paragraph here. Uh, Mario Renu, the president of the Franco-Japanese Medical Association. Oh, sure. My favorite association. <laughs> the FJMA. In Liberation. Des Japonesa, it's in French. And it says, the Japanese are caught between homesickness and Paris sickness. <laughs> And that <laughs> Japanese magazines, this is the best part. Japanese magazines are primarily responsible for creating this syndrome. Renew indicates that Japanese media magazines in particular often depict Paris as a place where most people on the street look like stick thin models and most women dress in high fashion brands <laughs> such as Louis Vuitton. In this view, the disorder is caused by positive representations of the city in popular culture, which leads to immense disappointment as the reality of experiencing the city is very Bro, different from expectations. Okay, first of all, let me just, before I say what I'm about to say, let me direct your attention to the picture next to that, which is the only photo or the only photo here besides the Eiffel Tower, which is just a photo of some Asian people from behind, and it's yes. not even... I don't know how we just... could possibly confirm that they're Japanese. <laughs> but it does say Japanese tourists in Paris. Yeah, so that's step one. Uh, step two. The things that are different about Paris based on what they think they're going to be in the magazine are so small. I cannot <laughs> believe that people are throwing up and having hallucinations and freaking out. Even if you told me, like, Wilder, we're going to this place and everything is a cartoon and this, you could eat the sun and I would go there and it wouldn't be like that, I wouldn't just fucking like, fall on the ground and start writhing around. You would have a fit similar to the fit that John Cusack has in the movie 1408. Yeah, it'd be Toontown Syndrome. <laughs> this is so stupid imagine being a person who reacted to things by throwing up anything <laughs> anything that's what a baby is that's tom baby's job tom baby president of paris syndrome just barfing all over the streets of Paris. <laughs> jesus christ i think that's pretty good we got we learned about cubits hilo says that he lost 20 cubits on a game so that's so that's their money Fuck called cubits. No reason for that. They could have said anything. Bro, so if riddle me this. If Galen and Sharon slash Boomer have only gotten out of a relationship about two weeks ago. I know. I know. According to iPatch, when the hell does he marry Callie? Yep. And when it when when does that when does that robot get pregnant? There's a lot at a lot of timeline situations here that it's I do Hilo. not understand. Hilo hasn't. I don't, I don't know, get bro. it. I don't, I don't fucking get it. Maybe I don't know, bro. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, one last quick hit for me. Um, 
Did you notice at the beginning of this episode, the the main titles did not have that crazy drum rhythm that they always have at the end of them? Yes. I wonder if they're just if that if we are done with those, that would be incredible. I would love that because those are very jarring. <laughs> Thanks everyone. Thanks for listening. Go ahead and leave us a review on i. This was a I think this was a, a particularly spicy episode. So why don't you just leave a spicy little review for us? That yeah, would be ooh. fun. Something papa spicy. Something as spicy as our moods. Ooh, papa. <laughs> We want to thank Bad Todd for the music. We want to thank Adam Faye for Jones. the art. We want to thank sketch on Instagram. Obviously, the big X, but also uh, a new challenger approaches. We got a three. Bro, it's not so much a challenger as is whooping the X's ass right now. Hit me, baby. What do uh, we got? Big old shout out to the city of sin, Woo-wee! Las Vegas. Yes. Uh, an overwhelming number of downloads coming out of Vegas right now. Shout out to you guys. X, it looks like it's on. I see you out there on Sunrise Mountain. I see you out there in Henderson. I see you out there on the Strip, down on Fremont Street in Old Vegas. RIP the Stardust. RIP all the other casinos they took down. Yeah, yeah, what he, what he said. We'll catch you next week, Bing Bongs. Bing Bong. Just couldn't let me finish it, I guess. Just couldn't let me have the last thing to say. Yeah.